Calls with Kira Stories from the Art World is brought to you by the Kira Art Team, recorded during an unprecedented year and as a celebration of our community. We are fortunate enough to know and work with some of the best in the art sector, and we are delighted to be sharing their fascinating and inspiring stories with you throughout this series. We hope you enjoy learning more about the wonderful world we work in. Please forgive us for the sound quality. These interviews were recorded at home while in lockdown. Alayo Akinkube is currently reading History of Art at Cambridge University, having grown up in Lagos, Nigeria. After studying, she hopes to become a curator whilst pushing the globalization of African art. Alayo and I met virtually on Instagram through her incredible account, A Black History of Art which highlights the overlooked black artists, sitters, curators and thinkers from art history and the present day. With growing need for reform in terms of diversity in the field of art history, we wanted to hear more from Alayo about her studies of the subject and her aspirations for her future career. This podcast episode was recorded in London and Lagos. Okay, so could you start by kind of telling us um, a bit about yourself and especially, did you have a passion for the arts from a young age? Um, definitely. I've, I've kind of always loved everything that's related to the arts. And at school, I was involved with kind of all aspects of the arts. They're not just art history or fine art. And I did extracurricular ballet and theatre music. And I did art, fine art until GCSE. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've kind of always been artistically inclined as opposed to like, I know this is a tricky dichotomy but like as opposed to scientifically inclined or yeah logic not logically inclined yeah <laughs> yeah and then when did you kind of decide or become interested in the subject of art history and what kind of art were you surrounded by um as a child and teenager um i i became interested in art history through the a level mainly and I guess I didn't really know very much about it before I decided to do the A-level, and I was yeah. lucky that my school offered it. But um, the art that I was exposed to as a child was completely different to the art that I was learning about at school, um, because obviously growing up in Lagos, I had um, a lot of Nigerian art and a lot yeah. of like, West African art, and I think um, a lot of Nigerian collectors um, tend to collect art from Africa, which is yeah. kind of the opposite um, with Europe, because I feel like a lot of Europeans or Westerners collect Western art. I mean, obviously, there's a growing interest for African art, but yeah, my exposure was very much to African art in every, everyone's home that I went to, where there was art, it was always Nigerian or West African yeah. from somewhere in Africa. So, And it was also like always in a domestic setting, because I didn't really go to museums or galleries um, as a child, because we haven't got many sort of we haven't got the same museum culture as there is in yeah. the UK, most of the countries in Europe and stuff. Yeah. So was it kind of, I mean, the people I've spoken to um, generally are either drawn to the kind of very um, human aspect of art, so the actual people making the works, or, yeah. or I don't know, the kind of escapism, romanticised historical part of it, the yeah. kind of stories mm-hmm. that have been retold. Um, yeah. 
is it or is it both of those together that kind of interested you? I think probably both of those together. Um, I, I remember before I did History of Art, I was really confused as to what it was. Yeah. Because um, I just kind of imagined, like, oh, if you do History of Art, then when you go to galleries, you can read paintings and things yeah. like that. But yeah. then <laughs> I realised that it was a lot to do with context and, like, movements weren't even always necessarily real, which to me was, like, the biggest shock because yeah. I thought that, like, everyone knew like I thought that all the romantic um artists knew that they were romantic yeah. and things like that so when I learned that it's kind of like it's a history that gets prescribed yeah. I found that really interesting and I don't know I think probably for me the best thing has been looking at history through the lens of art like yeah so probably looking at history through the lens of art and it's interesting to learn about the artists it's interesting to learn about the context it's interesting to learn about the styles that were prevalent at certain times because of certain contexts and things like that so I'd probably say yeah everything just yeah. kind of interests me <laughs> all of it um, yeah I find it strange that I've done so many art history essays in which I'm not actually talking about specific works of art yeah um, especially in the in the second year approaches courses at Cambridge it's all the theory and stuff and we don't include any images or anything and it's just yeah art history is very rooted in theory and things like that as well which, yeah, it's kind of unexpected. <laughs> yeah, and you, I guess you then rely so much on your own study and making sure that you do go to, to galleries and museums or anywhere yeah. that, that shows art to kind of have that physical um, connection. And also I think it's really important and maybe it's being lost slightly through the yeah. current study of art history is being able to kind of really look and draw your yeah. own conclusions based on yeah. kind of things that you see within a, within a work. Um, yeah, and also like being able to look and form your own opinion yeah. based on another person's theories as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you're currently at Cambridge in your second year. You've just finished all of your um, exams. But what have you yeah. been um, studying at university then? So how did you get introduced to the subject? So in our first year, we had um, a kind of, so I call it a survey course. So we yeah. kind of went from the ancient Greek to the modern day. And obviously you can't cover that larger period and, and like actually take in absolutely everything and can't cover all the art of that period. Um, so it was very, of course, Eurocentric and um, very kind of like, if it's the 17th century, then we're going to talk about Dutch still life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my first year experience. And I didn't think I covered a single black artist. Um, and so that was... I didn't actually realise this until I made my account that I hadn't covered a single black artist in my whole first year. Yeah. That was kind of shocking when I realised that. Yeah. And then I did, um, this year, we got to specialise and um, pick like um, specific modules that were taught by specialists. So in the first term, I did Renaissance, Renaissance drawing. And yeah. then in the second term, I did contemporary art, which was really quite like an interesting combination because they're opposite ends of the like, art historical spectrum it felt like yeah um and so yeah they were very different but it was it was I guess it was yeah it was interesting to see the way we approach renaissance art as opposed to contemporary art like it's very kind of like this is a great master Leonardo is a phenomenal draftsman and all this kind of thing Mm. and then when it's contemporary art everything's a lot more kind of subjective and there's a lot more room for my opinion and perhaps because there's less writing on it there's less kind of space to get caught up in 
other people's ideas and things like that. And it's a yeah. lot less kind of connoisseurial doing contemporary art as opposed to Renaissance drawing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting year to have such focused study on specific time periods. Um, and in contemporary art is when I finally got introduced to some black artists, okay. which was amazing. And that was when, it was during that course that I started the, my account. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think what you're saying about your first year is completely standard. That's kind of survey. Yeah. My, mine was called From Classicism to Christianity. And then we yeah. did, yeah, and then we did um, Christianity to the modern day. So yeah, it was split mm-hmm. into two, but it was exactly that same kind of thing. And, yeah. um, and but, also someone, someone did say to me, because I remember thinking about it and wondering why everything had to be so kind of rooted in like the Western canon of art and everything. Yeah. And I know they kind of see first year as like a foundational year where you learn like the basics of art history and things like that. And someone said to me something interesting. She was like, you have to, but in order to critique the canon, you have to know the canon or you have to learn the canon. Definitely. In order to critique art history and basically art history needs to be decolonized and everything, you need to understand everything that has been going on in art history up till now. Definitely. So in that sense, I can see why it's useful to have that um, kind of really Eurocentric teaching the first year but um, I think universities if they're going to stick with that kind of teaching where it's like we're not going to look beyond the borders of the western world then it should be made known to students that what they're learning is very Eurocentric and of course there's other that, that existed in other countries and there's yeah. so much to cover that you couldn't possibly like cover it all in one year even three years to be honest yeah. But, yeah. but do you think that was made clear to you before you you went to Cambridge? Um, before I went to Cambridge, I definitely knew that it was a Western course, but I'm not sure that everyone coming in had this idea that, yes, we are getting a very Eurocentric teaching. But um, because of the decolonized art history group, um, it was kind of made really clear that like there needed to be reform in our curriculum and that it was very like white. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, could you talk more about the that, that group and exactly kind of what you um, do as a group and how you're uh, changing um, your course? Yeah, um, so it was a, it's a student-run group that existed before I got there. And I think it was made the year before I got to Cambridge, so probably 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, the aim is to kind of rethink the art history curriculum at Cambridge and get the department to include a wider range of non-European writers on our reading list. And also our aims have been to change the course so that it becomes less Eurocentric and it's more kind of uh, kind of a, a global history of art, if that's even possible. Yeah. <laughs> and um, changes have been made to the curriculum really quickly, which has been surprising to me because I feel like um, when you're in a university and you want to make change, it, it often feels like it can't happen. Yeah. But... Um, Seeing it literally happen before my eyes at Cambridge has been insane. And I think that's just because the history of art department is very small and the um, students probably know every single one of the faculty. Yeah. And um, it's very easy to implement change because we can just have a meeting about it and they can discuss it and they can decide what they're going to do. But in bigger, bigger curriculums, curriculums, bigger subjects like English, um, I guess because there's so many students and so many faculty members so it's, it's kind of hard to implement change but yeah. I think seeing that the department is so kind of keen to progress and move forward and teach an art history that is kind of more current I guess or more in keeping with 
what I'm losing, I'm losing my That's okay. Very cute thing with, um, I don't know, I guess with what students want to learn today. And, yeah. Um, that it's kind of more, more diverse. I think that's really encouraging to see that the people who have learned kind of the very traditional kind of art history are still willing to open their minds and to change the curriculum into something that is more suitable for the modern day, I guess. Yeah, and I, I guess it's really... Um positive that an institution like Cambridge um is doing that and I feel like that will have repercussions actually because they are obviously one of the leading forces in the in the the field um I think that that will um have a positive change because of the way that art history has developed in this Eurocentric way and in this kind of very intellectualized academic way where we can say you know the artist is a genius and his work as a translation of his mind into like an object or whatever. This is the way that it's developed. It, it means that rethinking it involves like a whole rethinking of the language that we use yeah. around art and why we use the words that we do when we describe art or artists and everything. And so it's definitely not something that can just be changed in like a couple of years. Yeah. It's not something that can just be changed with, you know, the curriculum, including more black authors or yeah. having a wider range of um, modules. Um, but it involves a whole rethinking of everything. Like, uh, it kind of, I think a lot of it will be to do with, like, historiography yeah. and, like, looking back at the way we've documented art and the way that we've spoken about it and reconsidering it. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing, yeah. I mean, the fact that there's a book and a series that came out, you know, late 20th century that's called Civilization. Yeah. Um, says it all I mean that's the other thing we have to kind of in order to create uh, a positive kind of outcome you also have to acknowledge that we can't just belittle the people that came before us because they were working within their own kind of constraints of their their reality so yeah um, yeah. (laughs) but could could you tell us more about your Instagram account um, a black history of art um so yeah, I um, started it out of a frustration at the lack of black representation in my studies, and I guess also kind of a desire to self-educate because I knew that um, if I just kind of carried on just doing my degree, um, I probably would miss out on learning about a lot of black artists that would interest me specifically. And if I had this specific interest and it couldn't be kind of accommodated by my degree, then at least I could do the research and find out about artists and share it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't expect so many people to have taken an interest in it. And yeah, I wasn't aware of how much people would appreciate a page like this. Yeah. And so I think that probably um, highlights the urgency to diversify art history. Definitely. Um, um, yeah. And also I, a lot of my audience is not, black which is interesting as well for me to see because it shows that it's not like this black only issue and I'm like the only <clears throat> the only black student um studying history of art BA at Cambridge at the moment and so I, it kind of makes me feel like I'm not alone in this idea that it needs to be diversified I'm not it's not like because I'm black that I feel like art history needs to look at the black figures like yeah I know it's really nice for me to see that even non-black people feel like this is a big enough issue and take an interest in all this stuff. Because I was beginning to think that, like, you know, it's just me and I'm, like, the only one studying it in Cambridge who's black or whatever. So, like, it's a me issue. But it's nice to see that other people are interested and it's not just about 
me feeling like there's a lack of representation of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes total sense. It really does. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think, as you say, things things are changing and I really do um, feel like there is momentum um, to change because the, actually the only way that you, we have um, kind of going back to the idea of how objects are represented in museums and collections yeah. are interpreted, the only way that you can uh, kind of a museum like, say, for instance, the, the British Museum that seeks to present the the whole of cultural history. Yeah. The only way that we can do that um, in a an appropriate way is to have more diversity working of working exactly. of people working in museums. Yeah. And so how yeah, do you do that? But how do you do that? You have to get more people into the sector. And how do you yeah. do that? You encourage them by inspiring them into studying art history through exactly. a more inclusive way. Because so- I think probably um, art history seems like a kind of intimidating thing for a lot of black people. I can yeah. imagine that because I don't think many black people apply to study art history. Yeah. And um, it feels like something that you can't like get involved with. It feels like a white thing because, like I said, when you go to like the National Gallery or something, probably like a very large proportion of the audience is white. Yeah. And um, all the paintings are of white people, it feels like. And like it just feels like a space that's not for you as a black person. So why then would you spend three years studying it? And why would you want to get involved with something that feels so kind of like, like you feel sort of detached from, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just about, I think unless the curriculum kind of change, like um, like we want them to, um, it's still going to be a subject that's off-putting for black people and maybe even just non-white people. Yeah. Um, which is sad, but um, I guess access work is probably the only way that universities can quickly make changes to like diversify their art history courses. Yeah. But yeah. Um, just going back to the, the account that you've started. So as well as um, promoting and profiling black artists, you also have featured some works where instead it's um, a black sitter being portrayed. Yeah. Um, could you maybe just tell us about the image that you've used in the account's profile, um, which has recently yeah. been renamed? Yeah. Um, so it's a painting that was formerly referred to as um, Portrait du Nicolas. I'm not very good at French, but Portraits of a Black Woman in English. And um, the sitter has been identified as a woman called Madeleine. And so it's rightfully been renamed as Portrait of Madeleine. And I think it's amazing to be able to give back the identities today to black sitters who have been kind of ignored throughout history. And I know that sitters in general have been ignored throughout history, especially like, you know, because they were kind of just seen as passive females or whatever. Um, And um, yeah, I think it's cool to be able to identify them and sort of give a voice back to them and not see them as just this object in a painting. And um, the painting specifically, um, Portrait of Madeline, is kind of like, it's a typical neoclassical picture in every right. And the only difference between it and other works of the time is that it's a black figure instead of a white figure. And it did have like negative reception, um, even though the style was kind of conforming to what the salon did. Mm-hmm right art or whatever. Um, um, there was a critique called Jean-Baptiste Boutard who described it as a noir which is like a black thing. Um, and um, yeah, so that just kind of <laughs> tells you a bit about the context and how it was received. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I first saw it, I was amazed to see a black figure depicted in this way. 
with such dignity and as the sole figure in a portrait, despite the overt racism of the time. And I was first introduced to the painting at school because I spoke about it for the articulation competition in 2017. Okay. Um, so I think that's kind of where that initial desire to highlight black figures yeah. in art history first. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but this particular work was it was in an exhibition at the Musée d'Orsay. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, that it's actually. Posing modernity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's where the research that kind of went into it that that and it resulted in the the change of its its name came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. have you discovered artists that you didn't know about before? Um, through having the account, or you know, like you say, it's been really interesting for you to to kind of create this this network of like-minded people through the account as well. So if you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely have discovered new artists and Instagram itself, like, opened my eyes to so many contemporary Black artists that yeah. I wouldn't have come across in my degree. And doing research for posts allows me to discover citizen artists from history that I've never heard of. And so I guess this is kind of the main self-educational aspect because... I'm actively looking for black citizen art industry and actively looking for new contemporary artists, black contemporary artists as well. Um, and yeah, just Instagram as an app in yeah. itself, I think because it's kind of you form echo chambers. Um, my whole like explore page is just filled with black artists basically. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, definitely. But it's, it's also a really accessible way to not only discover artists, but also to connect with them. It's, it's yeah. kind of changed the dynamic of the art world, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think Instagram almost kind of removes all the barriers that are kind of there, that feel like they're there in real life. If that yeah. Sense. Like, yeah. It's just very, yeah, it's casual. You can talk to literally anyone. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and I think also during this time when everyone's been stuck at, at, at home, it's kind of even elevated it even more. You've seen the very human side behind the art world. So, yeah. So just going back to your, your studies, have you chosen a particular specialism um, in your course? Um, you've, you've talked about your dissertation, but do you think yeah. that you'll kind of continue um, your studies after your BA? Um, yes, uh, I definitely want to do an MA straight after which is kind of quick I mean it would be nice to live a bit but I think I'm just going to continue studying yeah um and so my interest lies kind of mainly in 20th century and like contemporary art um and yeah art from sub-Saharan Africa so I'd like to do it and um either an MA in African studies with a focus on art mm-hmm. or an art history with a focus on Africa or something okay and then I'm also considering doing a, like something curating related but I'm not certain at the moment because it's hard to find a course that's the right fit. It's really difficult. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what would be the right or the best thing for me to do mm-hmm. at this point. But I'll probably just apply to a few different ones and then see what I get. Yeah. So have you thought about um, what you might want to kind of focus on after you've finished studying have you thought you know how you what part of the art world kind of interests you is it the museum is it working in galleries um I think I don't know I always get very confused because I remember someone came to talk at um Cambridge and was telling us about how it's sort of like there are two different 
parts of the art world and there's like the museum sector and there's the private sector and like all these things I was like oh my gosh like how do you decide what to do but um I think more more than anything I kind of want to be a curator um and I just think that's probably the thing that suits me the most um is to like would be to create exhibitions and yeah I'm not certain at the moment but I know that whatever I do decide it will definitely be related to art and have any desire to work outside of art or like fashion or anything non-creative um so yeah I feel like it's it is changing and I think especially the word curator and the the, the kind of term I mean I, for my MA I actually wrote a, an essay about how the changing art world and the fact that it's becoming much more global and all of these things and how that's yeah. actually changed the role of what a curator does yeah. I don't think it necessarily needs to be defined in the same way as it was as either a yeah. museum curator or a gallery yeah. curator I don't think exactly. that it's the same yeah. anymore so you're you're coming um to it at exactly the right time <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but is there anyone in the art world that inspires you? Um, I think my greatest inspiration was the Nigerian curator um, and she was also a writer, uh, Okuyen Wezo, who died last year, mm-hmm. sadly. And he was kind of like, he was a force for black representation in the West and like particularly for championing the appreciation of, of contemporary art from Africa, mm-hmm. which is kind of, it's kind of like my dream to be able to do something like that to continue mm-hmm. kind of yeah championing non-western art well sub-saharan african art in the west yeah and um yeah so he's probably my greatest inspiration nice to see like a nigerian art historian yeah and um also denise murrell who um curated uh the posing modernity exhibition yeah. um the one that we we're just talking about um because um yeah. <laughs> yeah, tracing black models um, in art from the 19th century to the modern day. That, to me, is just a dream exhibition. I yeah. wish I could have gone to see it. Yeah. I didn't have the catalogue, but, um, yeah, I just thought that was very cool, kind yeah. of revolutionary in my eyes. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah. finally, and I'm asking all of the, the guests of this podcast the same last question, um, and that's if yeah. you could own any work of art from any time period, irrespective of cost and location, what would it be? This is a very difficult um, <laughs> question, but I did actually think about it before. Um, so perhaps I think probably the portrait of Madeleine, <clears throat> okay. because I, I feel like it really did initiate my passion for art history and spurred me on to create the account and everything so probably that painting because I would never I could never actually own it but yeah if it could be anything then it would probably be that yeah no we we say the term own kind of loosely basically it's yeah. what it's what work it, it, it's basically what work would you could you live with and never get bored of looking at because yeah, it inspires you that much that. yeah definitely the portrait of Mad Men yeah well, that's great. Um, thank you so much. That was really interesting. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at curaart.com and see you next week for another call with Cura.